0: Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Source Material Comics Podcast. Ah, this is a change right here. I don't know how long it's been, but it's been a while. It's been a bit since I've hosted my own show and brought Mark Radlich on here to talk about a comic. I don't know if that's (laughs) happened since the hiatus happened. You hosted the show, and then I might have came on for one. We did a super blog team up together, but I don't even know if we've done a regular source material or I've hosted and you've come on and guested uh for a very long time. So we're doing it this time and this is supposed to be this is our May the 4th tribute, correct?
1: Yeah, um We are doing a Star Wars comic to celebrate May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, Jesse Starcher of the Screaming Boy podcast. That joke will be, what, how many months old? (laughs) About a month old by the time this airs. I'll (laughs) still be doing it. Come here, horsey. (laughs) Right. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, we're we're celebrating May the Fourth, Star Wars
0: Day. Yeah, that's right. Tell me why Shattered Empire, because I we know there's a plethora of books out there. We've done quite a few of them on the on the show before, but I mean, you got any specific reason why you landed on this one?
1: Um, the easy answer is I'm sure I got it as a gift for Christmas or something like that, and it's been sitting on my shelf for a while. The second answer is because you wanted to out of the out of the stack which I gave you. Ah, uh, yeah, all, yeah. Here are yeah. all the books on my shelf I haven't read yet. Pick one of them to, for us to talk about, and you're like. Like, I swamp thing slots, you know, I ate all you know, hot lunch, kaiju score, and you're like, Shattered Empire. And I'm like, Of course. So, yeah, yeah, even Silver Surfer Black, I gave you an option for, and you're like, Naji, <laughs> 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 I'm all about that Star Wars. You heard Star
0: Wars, Shattered Empire, the um, road, the road, my friend, the road which, to Force Awakens, all which right. is the real
1: end. Beyond, beyond all of that f- funniness that I just talked about, the real an- the real reason why I, I I own the book, the one reason why I talked about it, and one of the reasons why I'm kind of disappointed with what it was, was I thought that this was going to be a real link from like a bridge? Of, yeah, like a real bridge, or at least some some insight. As to what created the First Order, you know, what? how did we get to the place we're at? Because The Force Awakens, if you'll remember, the, the First Order's been around for quite some time. Um, mm. uh, what's his face? Kylo Ren has been a part of the First Order for a bit now. They have, you know, they have this massive army. They've constructed this super weapon, which does not get built in a day. Neither does Rome. It, it, it's not like we, in The Force Awakens, we're seeing the new, Repu- the new, new Republic just crumble as such and this other power rise in its place more that we've already seen the new republic lose its grip on the galaxy and the first order has come in to supplant it they're well into supplanting it at that point right right when the first when the first uh when the force awakens opens and there's already like a miniature rebellion happening in the in the galaxy led by Princess Leia. So I was like, okay, well, I would like to know how we got to the First Order. I would like to know how the New Republic lost its grip, you know, on... Like, a paramilitary army does not just rise overnight.
0: No, no. This takes time. This takes right uh effort this takes people uh this takes stories so there's got to be plenty of stories give me just an overview
1: of how this happens how do we get i mean not not to go up on a tangent but just just really like just take my word take my hand jesse all right you take my hand i will i've got a hold of it
0: right now look thank you
1: thank you let's let's go on this road together (laughs) it's not the pronunciation bridge we're going we're going down history street Come with All me right down to Free Street. I'm on my way. So World War One ends. The, um Germany and its allies lose, and they are not allowed to have a military anymore. They can only have a police force, and they're uh indebted to the rest of the nations of the world to rebuild it. Yeah. That's how yep. that that's that's World War One. That's I believe Paris 1919. In the intervening years between 1920 and the 1930s, Germany starts to put itself back together. Uh, it starts to get control of its uh, rising inflation, its hyperinflation. Um, and over the course of years, they start to, in secret, more or less, build up their military might to where just on the brink of World War Two, they are back to being a, uh, a military power but that mm-hmm. didn't happen overnight and that and there was a whole there was a whole world happening while this is going on there's reasons why germany was allowed to be what it became to where it eventually in, initiates world war II. parallel that to what's happening in star wars how did we get from return of the jedi the establishment of the new republic to where we are in the force awakens that's a huge missing bit of the of the film you right. see what i'm saying and that's what I want to know about. So like, okay, so now a half an hour ago, you asked me why Shattered Empire? Well, that's why Shattered Empire turns out they don't really address it. <laughs> it is the road to the
0: Force Awakens. So you're ex- mm-hmm. you've are you got an expectation of the what's going to happen. But what you have here is a road to Poe Dameron's my, Mammy and Pappy, and that's about it. We meet Shara Bay and uh, Kez Dameron. They have a son by the name of Poe. And mm-hmm. that's it we get to kind of watch. Well, let's let's put it this way. We get to kind of watch the adventures that they have with some of the bigger members of the Star Wars franchise. So that that's that's what we get here. But, uh, you know, I'm going to synopsis this. I'm going to break it into we're going to break it into two. So I'm not definitely uh, veering away from our standard uh, format here. But uh, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You see that, you're like, okay, well, I'd like to know what happens. Uh, and we get one little glimpse into one operation, like desperate operation that the Empire has, and we'll cover that. Yeah. So this comes out 2015, about the uh, uh, near the end of 2015, uh, r- written by Greg right around, Rucca,
1: which which is right around the time The Force of Weekends come out, comes out. That,
0: that's right. That's right. Uh, written by Greg Rucka, uh, Marco Chiquetto and Angel Unzuera and Emilio Lizo as pencilers, lettered by Joe Caramagna, colored by Andre Massa. So, this is a Marvel comic. You know, Marvel has uh, at this time taken over the Star Wars license. And this is canonical.
1: This is canonical. That's correct. That is right. So that is right. All of the Del Rey books, the Dark Horse comics, is all legends. It's an alternate universe in the multiverse of madness. Don't you understand, just <laughs> Stotter? <Trek? laughs> That's right. <laughs> but that this is right. Is, this is canonical Star Wars.
0: I, I was just thinking, like, over the weekend, um, Transformers, IDW did some stuff with Transformers Shattered something because mm-hmm. it made me think of this. Shat- it's like Shattered Images or something uh, where they reversed the roles of, like um, – Optimus Prime and Megatron, where Megatron's like this great leader, and Optimus Prime is this, uh, you know, is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if they've ever done anything like that with Star Wars. I'm, I'm off the top of my head, I don't know if they ever did. I'd love to see some Star Wars What If comics. But mm-hmm. anyway, just putting that out there. That synopsis is coming up, but first let me talk about Amazon Music. If you're looking for a good platform that can fill those musical needs, Amazon Music has you covered. If you head to getamazonmusic.com slash W2M network, you can get a free 30 day trial where you can check out over 70 million songs. That's getamazonmusic.com slash W the number 2M network for that free 30 day trial. So here we go. Issues one and two Uh, in our first issue, we opened during the final attack on the death star that occurred at the end of return of the Jedi. If you guys remember that film, Uh, we get to meet Shara Bay an a wing rebel pilot who, well, I don't think she just sticks with a wing. She's just a very good rebel pilot uh, who even actually came to the, to Commander Skywalker's aid, helping escort him away from the Death Star as he escaped in an Imperial ship. After the battle, Shara is looking for her husband, a member of Han Solo's indoor strike team, Kez Damron, and finds him alive. The next morning, Solo, Han Solo lets them know more work has to be done as an Imperial holdout on the far side of Endor is still putting up a fight. Now, is the Endor is the Endor's moon? It's Endor, right? Endor's the name of the, the planet. The forest
1: moon of Endor. Thank you very much. By the uh, way. So she- I just yeah. want you to know, because I'm not one of you. Not, <laughs> Who's this? Who, not I'm, one of us. I am not one, I'm of, not one of you. All right. Dude. Uh, that when I give a like a nerdy correction to, you know, or give you a nerdy piece of information, a little part of myself dies inside. Oh, okay. All right. So when you're like, well, is it the forest moon of Endor is it well, is it Endor or what what is it? I'm like, no, it's the forest moon of Endor, and I now want to throw myself into a locker. Please so continue. it's not it, Endor is Endor is a moon, but yes. that is the name of the moon is Endor, right? Um I see now now another Star Wars person be like, no. I wanna say the, the planetary system is Endor and then the um so when they say the forest moon of Endor, where the this where where the shield generator was where the whole third act of return of the jedi takes place is on yeah. the, is on is on a moon orbiting the planet endor.
0: Oh, okay. All right. I got it. I always thought it was like we were calling it Endor, and it was a forest moon.
1: Yeah, one. I, I don't think you spent you're supposed to spend this much time discussing it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take another ten minutes. we <laughs> just kind of hashing it what? out. How
0: does it qualify to be a moon? I'm just curious.
1: Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, well. You know, it's like it's, what is it like Jupiter? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's no longer a planet. It's actually a gas system.
0: Right. Anyway, right. The,
1: the point being is that um yeah, it's the moon orbiting Endor is where the shield generator is. Got it. All right, so here we go so there's an imperial holdout
0: over there solo's like okay we've got to go find these guys we got to let them know hey the war's over because you guys lost Mm -hmm. uh so shara shara hops in and says hey i i'll help fly you guys over there uh so they go over to this base they storm the base overcome the imperialists han returns to the ship telling shara and the rest of the team that the war against the Empire is just not over yet. Mm. Uh, so later on, Star, Do- Star Destroyer Torment, an Imperial captain meets with a messenger who relays a directive from the Emperor that he and some others unknown to him are to engage Operation Cinder in order to eliminate the rebellion. A bit of time passes, and we find Shara in Kawa City on Sturdic 4 fighting off an Imperial walker wreaking havoc on the city. With some fancy flying, her team is able to blow the walker up save the city, but we learn Shara is worried about Kez because she hasn't heard from him in a while. Now, 20 days after the Battle of Endor, Shara makes her way back to the Rebel to Rebel Fleet Command, where she learns she is now assigned to be the pilot escort for a diplomatic mission to Naboo with Princess Leia. Arriving at Naboo, they are greeted by the governor and taken to the palace to talk with Queen Saruna. Soruna? We'll go with Saruna about supporting a new government. During the talks, a sudden storm hits created by orbiting satellites launched by the near, a near Nearby Star Destroyer. As more deadly storms are created across the planet, time begins to run out. Finally, able to determine the source of the threat. Shara, Leia, and Queen Saruna look to hop in some fighters. Those cool fighters from what was that episode was that episode one?
1: You're talking about like at the end of the Phantom Menace? Right. The, that's uh, like, episode, oh, episode yeah, yeah, one. yeah. Okay. And now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, those yeah. show up all over the Clone Wars too, if I remember correctly.
0: Okay. All right. So yeah, that's those. I remember seeing those ships, and I was like, "Oh, look at that! It's those ships." Anyway, yeah. that's those are the ships that they hop into, and they're heading to space. So okay. that's kind of that's where issue two ends. So we're we're pretty much done uh, with uh, the, the the first two issues. We get a nice introduction to uh, mainly our our main character here. We're going to follow her mostly, uh, which is Shara Bay. And uh, we get some neat backdrops to some very familiar places and some familiar events that occur obviously right after Return of the Jedi ends. So what are your thoughts here on the first two issues? You know,
1: I, I have this. I have to tell you, I was like halfway engaged with this story because I, I, at the same time that I read this, I was also reading the Darth Vader comics from around the same time. They're okay. Like here, here's the thing. So far, of all like the Star Wars comics that we've like, the Lando story, Princess Leia, this one, and Darth Vader, which I'm currently reading. Um, it's all just okay. You know, it's it's average. It's it, it's fine, moderately engageable. You know, stories in this universe. I think where I'm having some difficulty is, you know me, I like some substance with what I'm reading. Sure. You, you know, you're talking about like well, when was the last time I was on here? The last time I was on here was for Billionaire Island. Okay, all right. And so you a... couldn't get me to shut up on that show. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> I give you all the credit in the world, but I was a like a, just a babbling brook, and all I wanted to, t- <laughs> all I wanted to do was talk about the socio-political implications of what that book talks about. Like right. I, like like I I will fight Ronnie about Mark Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I just will.
0: Mark Russell would probably love to watch
1: it and then write about it um in the mud. Um but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, that's more of my speed. I don't mind talking about this, It's, but it's hard for me to kind of really drill down because, to me, it's a very slight story. Oh, it is. It is very. I yeah. mean, you're – you message me and you were like, I don't know how we're going to pull an hour out of this because – It ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. It ain't. I mean, it, this uh, is – Hang on. You read The Trade, right? Or did you read this on Comixology? Or I guess it doesn't matter. It would have been the same thing. Did you did you see at like at the end they just threw in Princess Leia right. and then a part of the old like I guess 70s or 80s Marvel Star Wars? I was to the book across the room.
0: Yeah, I didn't go in, I didn't go into any of that. I was like, well, there's Princess Leia. What are we doing here? And then I realized this is only four issues
1: long. Right. There's not... And I mean, but to the beef up the trade so they could charge more. They threw extra content in there. And well, yeah, well, a good point,
0: because if they would have tried to just, you know, charge for these four issues, it, 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 they wouldn't have been making any money. I don't think. I don't know. I mean, like I said, this is very, very like, hey, here's two people that are kind of like background characters and we're going to try and make them important because, hey, she helped out Luke. Remember when she did that? Oh, well, you don't remember that because it kind of happened off-panel uh, or off-film, right. where she w- escorts Luke off of there. And Let me tell you. Like, okay.
1: Come, come here. Come sit on my lap. I want to tell you a secret. Uh, all right, dude. I'm whisper don't whisper in your ear. Don't whisper in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna whisper in your. Well, okay. I don't want anyone else to know what I'm about to tell you. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So the people, like the editors, the people in charge of Star Wars in comics over at Marvel and subsequently Disney yeah. don't care about legacy characters. Uh, they yeah. don't. These right. comics are about introducing new characters, okay? They are about introducing new characters like Dr. Afra and Sriracha, whatever her name is. <sighs> Because they want you to buy comics. Pemento. <laughs> Buffalo dip. Um, you remember that remember time Buffalo dip and Han Solo went on that mission? It was crazy. <laughs> they, they don't. This is the thing that people have been complaining about with a lot of um, Lucasfilm products since it was bought by Disney. That there was. A decided philosophy that that was executed of saying, let us wipe the slate clean with with George Lucas legacy characters and story and put new stuff out there for people to get into. And we'll have it for the years going forward that we can continue to sell back to the people. It has not worked. (laughs) It has bombed. They're, I don't know if you know the story about, like, the High Republic novels, I think it is, but, like, they're not selling. Here's the problem. My kids' generation and younger, probably even a little bit older, they're not all but maybe really tangentially into Star Wars. So all that you've got left is, like, mine and your generation and maybe the generation before that, that grew up, you know, that they were children when The Phantom Menace came out. And we're all, like, give, you know, and we're all Chris Bailey. Give us the Star Wars we know. And Lucasfilm has already said no. Yeah, yeah. That's that's George Luke. That's before Christ. This yeah. is New Testament. Don't you understand? And we're like, no, no, no. Eye for an eye. Sodom and Gomorrah. Give it. Give us the Old Testament. And they're like, no. Except Luke, Matthew, Don, Jacob, Heimer, Schmidt. <laughs> I've re-
0: I've read the Heimer Schmidt Testament. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, man. This type of stuff isn't really a new concept when it comes to comics, for sure. I mean, I know this is 2015 when this is coming out, but they've done things very similar to this in the past, where it's like, hey, we got to get people geared up for a film. What can we do to get them geared up for a film?
1: They break, the uh, old I, toys. I just... they break the old toys, put new ones on the shelf, and expect you to buy the new toys. You're like, no, 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 please don't break the old toys.
0: Remember the Bumblebee one that we talked about where it was like Bumblebee and some dude that was like 007 And yeah, yeah. It was before the, it was before
1: the Bumblebee movie with John Cena. and it was
0: supposed to lead right into that. Yeah. And uh, this is kind of like familiar stuff for comics. What We also did the Logan's run stuff, but I know that that was in conjunction with the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, they also didn't so, break the toys in that
0: case. I don't think that's happening here. I think what we're, what we're getting is we're just getting,
1: No, and when we get to the Luke Skywalker stuff, I'm with you. It's actually the Luke Skywalker stuff is the fun part of the book for me. But I I wanted to make – you asked me, like, what do you think of this character? I think this character is a (laughs) slipshod attempt to get people to get into new characters, and it doesn't work that very well. I hear you. I hear you.
0: Yeah, like I said, we get the familiar backdrop of what's happening at the end of *Return of the Jedi*. We get, uh, you know, she's rubbing elbows with Luke Skywalker.
1: She's rubbing elbows. Can I complain about that for just a minute? That the first four, like half the first issue that that uh, makes up this four-issue limited series is the third act of *Return of the Jedi* and how pissed I was. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you're just looking at the
1: those final things. No, no, different. You okay. can you can show stuff from Return of the Jedi, but you have to show it from a different point of view, from another character's point of view. You cannot recreate the entire third act <laughs> in the first few pages of your <laughs> comic book. And so, and uh, like, like this whole. Shattered Empire is very cynical. It is a very cynical attempt to do the least amount of work to try to sell to rabid Star Wars fans because they think that we're religious zealous that'll buy it.
0: I mean, Shattered Empire sounds so freaking cool it when really you think does. about it. I mean, you're like, oh, yeah, let's get into this. These guys are just probably hanging on by the, you know, their fingernails. The Empire is about to fall apart. I can't wait to see what the last days of the Empire looks like.
1: The cover is the final shot from Return of the Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) Right before Iris is out and we go back to that John Williams score, that's the shot. That's yub-yub. Coke (laughs) is up to you. Yub-yub. And that's what you see is that cover, and we're out. Yep. And that is not what this book is about. Nope. It's so much less. I I, I, mean, I didn't know what we were going to talk about tonight, but the more we're talking, the more I'm glad we're discussing this because I speak truth to power and I say nay, Lucasfilm, nay. <laughs> Don't. Just.
0: I was not impressed. Well, okay. All right. Let's go ahead. We'll get in the last two issues here and then we'll yeah. we'll air more grievances if we have any. I mean, there <laughs> are some there are definitely some pretty cool parts that happen in these these last two issues. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. So at the outer rim in a place called the Wretch of Tyron, Kez and the rest of Solo's strike team are taking action against Imperial Security Bureau Black Site During the battle, Kez almost gets shot, but brrr, Chewie makes the save. Han gets C-3PO to interpret some encrypted transmissions, learning of Operation Cinder, and that Naboo is one of its targets. And, I mean, that went pretty quickly. Uh, you know, it's just like, okay, hey, we know the Operation Cinder's happening. All right, let's go. Now, back in the orbit of Naboo, Shara, Leia, and Serona, Engage the Star Destroyer. Remember, it's just these three. Yeah. Know, woman power. You know, way to go. They're up there uh, engaging the Star Destroyer <laughs> and all these, <laughs> all these, uh, all these satellites. They're taking them out. And all of a sudden the Star Destroyer lets lose a score of TIE Fighters. So out come these TIE Fighters. Now things are getting even crazier. Shara's able to keep them busy while Leia and Saruna take the satellites out, causing the deadly weather below to stop. Uh, Shara takes a hit, but is saved by Leia when even more TIE Fighters are unleashed. And then luckily, guess who shows up? Lando, Calrissian, with a squad of fighters giving Saruna more time to finish off the last of the satellites. And afterwards, a, at, a Rebel, at Rebel Fleet Command, Leia and Shara meet up. With their respective husbands. Now, sometime later, Shara heads to a briefing room. Now, this is, I'm talking like it's either days, maybe even months later. Shara heads to a briefing room where they are told Operation center is still ongoing. Kez has put in his request to leave the rebellion prior to this, and Shara's commander has done the same for her. There's a lot of like talk between her and her commander about how she's so focused on fighting for the rebellion, but you know, you've got to make time for family. It's not like the central focus of this book, but that's kind of like the subplot of this lady is like she is like helping out the rebellion, doing as much as she can. But she definitely wants to get home to Poe. So we're obviously, uh, you know, that we're talking about Poe's mom here. So anyway, Shark's commander has done the same for her. It sounds like she wouldn't have done it. It had to take the commander to say, like, look, you got to get out of here. So anyway. However, R2-D2 comes rolling around, finds Shara, convincing her to follow, bringing her to Commander Luke Skywalker who is in need of a co-pilot for a ship. The mission? To infiltrate an Imperial base so that Luke may recover something the Emperor has stolen. On the way to their destination, Shara has taken on the appearance of an Imperial commander and they convince the enemy to take both of them into a facility lab. Once inside the lab, they find their cover is blown in battle to get the Emperor's prize out of there. What is the prize, you ask? it is the last two trees of the Jedi Temple of Coruscant. Meeting resistance, the pair are able to overcome the Imperial Guards and escape. Once back on the ship heading home, Shara confides in Luke that she feels guilty for leaving the Rebellion. Luke, Luke though, explains that she fought for her family and she should not give up her family in order to continue the fight. Skywalker then, as you know, a parting gift, says, Here, take one of the trees. And soon after, Shara joins Kez on their home planet. Outside their house, they plant. One of the last Jedi trees in front of their home. And that is the end of Shattered Empire, the Road. Apparently, we just we
1: just went down the road to The Force Awakens, Mark Radlich. Are you satisfied? Seems more like a cul-de-sac. <laughs> the best part of the usually all I have to say. The best part of this book is these last two issues with Luke Skywalker, getting to see Luke Skywalker do Luke Skywalker stuff. Oh yeah. 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 I'm not but... really interested in Poe Dameron's parents.
0: Yeah. I mean, hey, it really is like you're going to meet a character in The Force Awakens and his name is Poe. And you're going to see him right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And here's his mom and dad. And here's what they've done for the Rebellion in the past. They, they were somewhat of a factor in the Rebellion and definitely had run-ins with more of the higher figures that we're all aware of. Yeah. But yeah, the Luke, okay, so the Luke Skywalker stuff, I will agree. I sent you the picture. I thought it was awesome. Like, But that was like the one thing out of this book mm-hmm. that... Really stood out. Now there's some really cool battle scenes, which is a lot of what you're expecting with Star Wars. You see the, you know the the big Imperial Walker going through the city, which you I don't know if we've ever seen that in a in a. I know we've seen Imperial Walkers like out and about on a big desolate planet causing havoc, but mm-hmm. I don't know if we've ever seen one like going through a city and just tearing. But yeah. that was that was pretty cool. But I mean, what we get, like maybe a page of that happening. And then next thing you know, it's blown up. OK, mm-hmm. great. You guys did a great job. <laughs> but yeah, Luke's Luke Skywalker versus uh, the Imperials where he's like using the force to throw back grenades to people. And and I was like, OK, this is pretty cool. But again, I think we get like maybe two pages of battle and that's it. Now, yep. do you, do you know anything about these Jedi trees? Is this something that I should be aware of? You know, Leonardo DiCaprio was pointing at these trees, uh, you know, that's that because <laughs> that felt like that big of a moment to me. Like, holy crap, it's the trees. You know, it's the trees. I had no clue. I'm just like, OK, well, they obviously mean something, you know, or Luke Skywalker really likes trees. Allow me to read to you. Yes, sir. So here's here's where the trees are probably like tickling the fanboys. OK, Um Star Wars the Clone Wars, the Wrong Jedi. First appearance of the unity Tree, I believe, or maybe Unity Tree. Uh boy, that's one the that nose, isn't it? The Unity Tree. Um
1: it's spelled <laughs> UNET through my nose just now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> U-N-E-T-I. <tree>. U-N-E-T-Y. <laughs> These are trees planted by the Jedi Queen Latifa. <laughs> uh they are an incredibly
0: rare species of long-lived mildly force sensitive tree that grew on the planet Ah, ahch the ancient library which was built to hold the founding texts of the Jedi Order, was made in the hollowed out trunk of a unity tree. The great tree which grew at the Jedi Temple of Coruscant was also a unity tree, one that possessed a strong connection to the Force. The tree was said to have come from the seeds of the very first, from the very first Jedi temple. Uh, and I will tell you that up at the top, uh, you know, right here on StarWars.Fandom.com, it is canon, <laughs> so they say. So, oh boy, uh, yeah, so yeah, this is that's got to be what's going on. They're doing a nod to like Clone Wars because right. it says that was their first appearance. Ah, uh, there—it's got like four episodes of Clone Wars. Um, is that tree where Luke is? I know we—they're talking about the Jedi texts at one mm-hmm. point. You talking and, about
1: you talking about the new ones, Jen, Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the newer <laughs> films. So in the Last Jedi, he's hanging out on basically where where he's all by himself as a hermit. But the Last Jedi texts are there. I wasn't there a tree
1: like in the middle of his house? Yeah, that—that's right. Now that you mentioned it, there was a tree that like gets like struck by Force lightning. Where the books right. are.
0: Yes. Okay. That
1: annoyed everybody. If that, I remember correctly. Okay. Cause so. like, cause, cause Luke was in the movie. He was like, ah, these books don't matter. And then they get set on fire and, and then the ghost of Yoda is just like, I thought they didn't matter. What up now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> up oh. now?
1: Wow, man. So, okay. <laughs> they were,
0: I guess that matters. They were planting seeds for this in this comic book. Um, So, all right. Well, I I guess that does actually make a lot of sense because by the time we find Luke later on down the road, this tree would probably have grown. I don't know if it would Mm have grown that much, but
1: by golly. Well, Well, what's amazing about this, Greg Rucka is a, is a talented writer. I mean, this is the guy that had the long run, the historically, you know, well-regarded run on Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, And this right. is such a slight story. Like, this doesn't feel like Greg Rucka. This feels no. like this feels like that dipshit that wrote that Spider-Man book that I hate. Uh, I'm trying to think you, of who you're talking about. You know the one. Dan Slott? Yeah. He uh, did an uh, awesome job with She-Hulk, but, like, ruined Spider-Man, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I'll have to look that up to make mm-hmm. sure. Uh, well, okay.
0: I mean, Greg Rucka took a stab at some Star Wars stuff, and it definitely is not what we are...
1: I was going to say, you know what it feels like? It definitely feels like we just work for hire. Like, like Wonder Woman, he crafted with care and he left a legacy. This one, it was like, your job is to write a Star Wars book. Okie (laughs) dokie.
0: All right. Give me give me the pencil. What's the name of the what's the name of the characters? Who am mm-hmm. I going to focus on? I don't really think there's a whole lot else to say about this. We had a good, no. uh, if if you're just looking at like, hey, I want a, don't call it Shattered Empire. That's for damn sure. But I mean, it is what it is now. We're, we're a little bit past that. But how
1: about Skywalker's run?
0: That would be cool. But it's definitely not what, it's definitely
1: not that link. No, this, this is, is a, this is a big bait and switch.
0: Yeah, that is that. I agree. I agree. But nonetheless, we did it for May the 4th. We came to, we we actually reasoned ourselves into understanding what a Unity tree was and where it came into play. So that being something, I think, um, other than that, that's kind of really all all we need to say. Uh, I, I I would say that let's go ahead and get into plugs. <laughs> <This> <laughs> yes, is, sir. It's not the death of Hawkman, but it's it's that quick. It's that quick. And it's that uh, so and that sudden. So Shattered Empire. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, it's plug time, and you all know what that means. This would be a good time to plug the sponsor of the W2M network, and that is Grammarly. For you, the listeners of source material, Grammarly is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com/w2mnetwork. Again, that's getgrammarly.com/w the number 2 m
1: network to download Grammarly for free.
0: Mark Radlitsch, do you know
1: what's on the schedule? Yeah, for May fourth, uh, assuming life does not change in a radical way, Jesse Starcher. In theory, you and I reviewed Ozark season four, and we had a discussion about it. We also re-released a syndicated source material for Doctor Strange: The Oath. Uh, we also re-released the Damn You Hollywood for the Damn for the Doctor Strange movie that came out a few years ago. This is all because Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of X Men uh, will be coming out this Friday. <laughs> Uh, Yesterday evening, in theory, myself, Robert Winfrey, and the Talk the Keki Boys, and even David Wright, even, uh, we talked Bubble and Bell, a pair of anime um, features. Tomorrow is Cinco de Mayo, and we'll be re-airing our "Brutaria, Viva Presidente Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that? That was a fun time. Oh,
0: man, was it ever. Good stuff. Um,
1: that's going to happen on uh, Cinco de Mayo, May 5th. We have nothing May 6th. This Friday, we've got Canelo versus Dimitri Bival for the, uh, I believe it's the one of the light heavyweight titles. We'll probably do a alternative commentary for that. But we're also re-airing uh, The Huntsman Winter's War, a Daniel Hollywood we did from a few years ago. And then WrestleMania Backlash is Sunday. We'll review it next to this Tuesday coming up, along with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of X-Men.
0: I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I am excited. I uh, so this is May. Uh, we don't even have a tripped up trivia for May hey, at this dude. point, do we? Do yeah. We have
1: one yep. In May thirty first, because oh, you guys this? like to drive me slightly crazy. You're doing sci fi for right. Star Wars, which is today. But your trivia show doesn't come out for another three weeks.
0: Okay, all right, all right. Well, I can tell you that last month we did. What did we do last month? Was that was that wrestle? I
1: believe that it was like demons. No, April is like wizards. Um, it's actually it was actually this past Sunday, the April thirtieth. Uh, it was wizards and magic, and that was that one you guys timed right. Like Batman wrestling and wizards and magic all timed right into proper shows got it Your may one it. what you guys insisted on doing sci-fi well after Star <laughs> Wars tying into nothing
0: uh well there's looks like there's going to be plenty like plenty of Rattletch and broadcasting shows that are going, man, that's Terminator week. Look at that. Jeez that, No, that Terminator. is Mark's
1: birthday week. I don't feel like talking to any of you people no more. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I'll re-air this, re-air this. It's Terminator
0: week. All right, then. Yes, sir. That sounds good. That sounds good. Well, hey, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us tonight. You know, there's all sorts of uh, source material comics podcasts out there in the archives. So go out and check it out. I'm sure you'll be able to find something that you enjoy. We're over 300 episodes now. At least that's the plan. We're going to be over 300 episodes and there's going to be some something for you to probably enjoy just uh, checking out in that backlog. But uh, other than that, I think we are going to call it for Mark Radlich. I am Jesse Starcher. May the 4th be with you. Talk to you later. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you all for joining us. Make sure to give that Rattelich in Broadcasting Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts we have to offer. We are at home on Spreaker, but you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and recently we have hit the air on Spotify. Find your favorite podcast platform and type in R-A-D-U-L-I-C-H to subscribe for some great content. If you enjoyed this show, please feel free to share and spread the word. And as always, we appreciate any feedback and look forward to entertaining you again soon.